My name is Emily Trapp. I'm a junior music and communications major here at GC. We'd like to begin this chapel with a word of prayer and lighting the lamp as a reminder of God's presence with us. Would you join me in prayer? Holy One, thank you for being in this place. Thank you for being in the sunshine and also in the wind. Calm our minds and open our hearts as we gather together today. Amen. Gwen, Abby, and Adama will now lead us in a few songs to start us off. Good morning. Our music resources um, that you see in the pews there have been enriched by the addition of music coming from African churches over the past 20 years. I don't recall singing songs from Africa when I was growing up, but in the late 1980s and early 1990s, South African freedom songs were beginning to make make their way across the puddle and over here and people started singing things like oh freedom and um, lots of stuff that was coming out of the social struggle of the south that was also a part of the church of south africa eventually those songs came here and it was about the same time that this blue hymnal was coming out and there's a person named mary oyer who was instrumental, she was one of the chairs of the, on the hymnal committee for this hymnal. And she, is a, she had taught music here for many years. And between 1974 and 1987, she spent a lot of time in East, West, and parts of Southern Africa. And what she was doing there is a variety of things, but part of it was gathering the music. And she brought a lot of that back. So that's why today when you open up the blue hymnal, all of these little tags, and actually there are more, but I ran out, and all of these tags represent songs that come from um, the continent of Africa and from the churches there. So this morning we'd like to sing some of those songs, and we'll put the words up here, but if you want to use the music, I've noted where they can be found. The, um, this first one is a CT Amen, it's number 64 in the blue worship, uh, hymnal worship book. And Avi and Adama are gonna help us out here. <clears throat> How many of you are familiar with this song? Just raise your hand. Okay, let's go ahead and have everybody stand up.
reporting your burdens to God. Sometimes I think there's a tendency to think that all music coming out of Africa is really fast, and um, that's not always the case. This is an example of a song that is really quite um, soulful, and the words fit into that soulfulness. When you sing Woza, there's a sense of feeling, lament, woe in that. Um, and so as we sing this, we'll sing it through in Kosa and then English and do it a couple times in each. Um, those of you who like to sing descants, note that in the book, there actually is a higher descant part written if you want to look at that. Woza no wako, come bring your burdens to God. Isaac Watts, who in 17, um, oh, 1711, maybe, somewhere around there, 1707, um, was known as a prodigy of hymn, hymnody lyrics. By the time he was 23, that would be the age of some of you in here, he had written 110 hymns, at least the, the lyrics for the hymns, and When I Survey the Wondrous Cross is one of those. This, the words to this though, I mean this song as it is, came from um, southern parts of Africa. Now Mary Oyer would say that there is a similarity between the, the music in this song, uh, but between some songs that have come out of the Harmonia Sacra, which was actually a shape note singing book, a hymnal, written in the United States around 1911. So the thinking is that it's that's one of those songs made its way to Southern Africa 
At some point, uh, missionaries likely took the words to when I surveyed the, the wondrous cross there, and it got put together and it got adapted a bit and became uh, a song that has much more of an African feel. Now, in order to really get the African feel, you really need to sing all the parts of this song. So that's why I haven't put the words up here. I encourage you to look in your hymnal. Number 260, When I Survey the Wanderer's Cross. Um, and Avi and Adama are going to help us out on this. I encourage the rest of you to not try. Our scripture today comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, God embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did all this on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in the highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. Now God has us where he wants us, with all the time in the world and next to the shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing ourselves. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus 
to join him in the work he does, the, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. This morning, we have the pleasure of hearing from Phil and Christine Lindell-Detweiler. Phil and Christine spent time at Goshen College before heading to Liberia, Cotevar, Benin, and most recently in South Africa, working primarily in community development with an emphasis on health-related ministries. They have served with a wide variety of African independent churches and will be sharing from their breadth and depth of experience out of these various African contexts. Please help me in welcoming them. Good morning, everybody. It is great to be back here again at Goshen College. I graduated in 1986, so it was a while ago. And he was not as smart as I was, so he graduated in 1987. It took him five years instead of four. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. Yeah. OK. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Missions. Or service. Now, if I took a math class, which I, I don't remember ever doing at GC, um, I would have definitely had a book that was entitled Math for Dummies. But let me tell you what I do know about math now. In math, two events are mutually exclusive if they cannot occur at the same time i.e. they have no outcomes in common. So, mutually exclusive, service in one of those circles and mission in the other, nothing to do with each other. Or, is it possible that missions and service are not mutually exclusive? There are some dot, dot, dots there. Okay, now I'd like you guys to close your eyes, not to fall asleep, just close your eyes, and I'm gonna ask you a question. And I'd like any of you that have considered um, a service assignment, maybe with SALT, maybe with DOOR, maybe a building project, short-term mission, um, short-term service project somewhere, maybe you've already done that, or maybe you're thinking about it. This does not include SST, okay? But any other kind of service assignment, if you have, put up your hand. Wow, okay, keep your eyes shut. Okay, now I will ask you to raise your hand if you have ever considered a mission assignment of some sort. Have you ever considered a radical journey assignment? Have you considered being a mission intern um, or been a part of the Explore program or something of that sort? If you have done that, please raise your hand. Okay, now you guys can open your eyes again and hopefully you're still awake, okay? We'd like to show you some pictures. So now, once again, we need you to give some response. We're gonna show you some pictures that you can look at and you tell us whether you think they are service or mission, okay? So the first picture we have here, I want anybody who thinks it's service to put their hand up. Would this be a service assignment, do you think? Put your hand up if you think so. Okay. So the rest of you think it would be a mission assignment, is that it? 
You're more convinced it would be a mission assignment. Not sure. Hmm. Okay. okay, a lot of kind of half-hearted okay. hands. Next uh, picture here. Would this be service or mission? Let's say service first. Is it service? Definitely service. More service here? Looks like they're building something. Okay. Anybody think this would be mission? Yeah, okay, all right. Okay, next picture here. Somebody putting price tags on. Is this service? Put your hand up. Okay. Or is it mission? Could be mission. A few people. Why is few it mission? You, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a mission assignment because it looks to me like he's working in some sort of store, maybe like a Goodwill or something like that. And when you're working in a place like that, then you have opportunities to share with people as well as work. I raise my hand for both because I think that you think it's both. Okay, everybody okay. heard that? He thinks when you're working in a store and putting price tags on, you can also do mission, talk to people. Okay, next picture. Service, anybody? Is this service? Must be more mission. Is it mission? Is it mission? Okay. Okay, now why, why are you saying this is mission? Why are more people saying this is mission? Who wants to say? Somebody brave. Who put your hand up for mission? Come on, guys, there were a lot of hands up. <laughs> Not you, you don't look like a student. <laughs> Maybe, okay, a student, who put, who put their hand up and said this was mission? Oh, come on. Why is it mission? Somebody's gotta be brave. Mission is what? Mission is service. Mission is service, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, I mean, what's service about that? <laughs> yeah. Being with other people, relating with other people. Okay. Next picture. Okay, what is this? Is this service? Or is no, it mission? Mission? Is it mission? Some hands. <laughs> This, wow. For those of you that don't know, this is James Crable. But have we scared you off now? You don't want to decide whether it is mission or service. Nobody's putting their hand up for this one. Okay, the next one. Oftentimes we think of proclamation as mission. That proclamation is mission, yeah. Okay, once again, service, come on. Who says this is service? Nobody. Okay, <laughs> then it must be mission. Is, is it, it mission? mission? Okay, more mission. And why is it mission? Who can tell us why it's mission in your mind? Who put their hand up? Someone, some brave soul? Yep. Okay. Relation between people. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Another one? Okay. Service? Any takers? Hmm? No, not service Nothing. at all. Mission? Nothing. Just plain, okay. plain okay. softball. It's nothing. It's neither service or mission. <laughs> okay. And this one, service? Who says it's service? Okay. Computers has got to be service, doesn't it? Or mission. Okay. Okay. Um, 
it, interesting, we heard a lot of people talk about relationships. Now, what we want you to do is turn to your neighbor, somebody next to you, it could be two or three people, whatever, and just off the top of your head, three words when you think of mission. Talk amongst yourself. Three words and when you talk of mission. It could be negative words, too. We're welcome. You're welcome to have negative words. Okay. Some words that you think of when you think of the word mission. What word are those here. words? No negative words. You have no negative connotations with the word mission. Yep. Over here. Indoctrination. Indoctrination. Okay. Good word. Any other words that somebody has to say? Destroy native cultures. Mm. Native cultures. Mm. Okay. Boy, we've got lots. Is that it? We've got one more over here. Discomfort? Is that what you said? Okay. Discomfort. Okay. okay. We've got a lot of words there. Now we want you to... Talk again with your neighbor about service. What are the words that come to mind when you think of the word service? Okay, when when we think of service, these words come to mind. What are those words? Volunteer. What else? Boring. Okay. What else? Project. What else? Reciprocal. Mm -hmm. What else? I didn't hear it. Humbleness. What else? Horizontal. Okay. What else? Anything else? Sacrifice. Okay. Interesting that, that the words were a bit different um, for mission and for service. We did hear some, it seemed like there were a few more negative words with mission um, than service, but we also heard overlap, mission and service, same thing. Okay, let's, um, hmm, that's funny. <laughs> okay, we, we lost, lost that a slide. slide. The missing slide actually is um, referring to Taylor Swift, believe it or not. 
You like missions. You like service. You like long term. You like short term. Short term. You like no lights. You like computers. You like far away. You like to stay close to home. You wear funny clothes and I wear cool clothes. You speak English, I speak Zulu. You're out getting people saved, I'm feeding hungry kids, but it all boils down to you're not connected and I can't give up Facebook. <laughs> Missions never, not for me. Service, yes, I would do it in a flash. Or could service and mission be one? Or could they at least be complementary? Now, I don't necessarily want to take my theology of mission or service from Taylor Swift, but in the song, she's suggesting that these two people can actually be complementary. And could it be that, in fact, mission and service could also be complementary or even part of the same thing? Seems like we got a lot of people saying kind of overlapping things. It seemed to be more negative on mission and maybe more positive on, on service, but not necessarily from, from you guys. Obviously, there's a lot of different points of view about this subject, mission and service. But we, we, just, we believe that when we look in the Bible, in a passage like um, Isaiah 65, that we see God talking about this all coming together. The wholeness of life and faith, belief and action, service and mission. It all comes together when we read the Bible. So whether it's Isaiah 65 that talks about harmonious relationships with each other, with God and with creation, or whether it's Ephesians 2, which talks of God making us alive in Christ, as well as creating us to join Him in His work. God is about bringing together these things that we seem often to want to separate so badly in the Western world, service and mission, faith and life. What's interesting is recently somebody heard about our work. Uh, you heard in the introduction we work with community health, community development. We're doing a lot of stuff with churches, actually, that are interested in being involved in their communities in some way. And that person said, hmm, you guys should be doing MCC work. What are you doing with, we are actually with Mennonite Mission Network. What are you doing with Mennonite Mission Network? Your skills are really MCC. Um, talking about bringing together mission and service or keeping them separate. If you talk to an African, which is where we've been working for the last few years, um, they would say you can't separate out those things. In, your, in, in an African worldview, there's very much this idea, those things go together. And the Hebrew word shalom also brings those things together, those things that we tend to separate into different boxes, the last, mission. The last slides, okay. Mission and service. And that separation is actually fairly arbitrary for us. And our lives have been a blending of service and mission. We went to work with a service or with a mission agency, Mennonite Mission Network. But ended up doing like I said, a lot of service-oriented stuff. I'm, I actually studied dietetics at Goshen College. They don't have that program anymore, I don't think. Um, studied dietetics, and both of us went on to get our master's in public health. Phil looked up in the MCC book to see, you know, what kind of, what kind of kinds of jobs are they looking for, and they were looking for people in public health. So we ended up in um, public health, 
working with village, villagers to develop community health schemes, which may not really fit into the model of um, what you might think somebody working for Mennonite Mission Network does, um, out preaching and planting churches often is kind of what people think. But we wanted to be involved in holistic ministry, and so we took our service-oriented skills and worked with a mission agency. So basically what we say is that service and mission come together, and each of us is called. Now, in the, in the beginning, we read that verse about us being, if you look at the very bottom of the passage, it talks about each of us being called um, to do good work. God has good work for each of us to do. We may say good work is service, um, but God has good work for each of us to do, and that last part of the verse is, well, we better be doing it. Um, each of us are called to do that good work that God has for us. So we believe that each one of us as followers of Christ are called, and we are all called to put together that service and that mission that we so dearly often like to separate. Now, how many of you would be freshmen this year? Uh, are people still asking you, what's your major? Do you get that question a lot? Or have you decided? Are you sick of that question? Can't decide? What about seniors? Are you getting asked what you're going to do when you get out of college? How many of you are seniors? Are you getting tired of being asked what you're going to do when you get out of college? I think it's, it's hard to get asked over and over those kinds of questions. Um, you know, what are you going to do with your life type of thing? And basically what we'd like to encourage you guys to think about is how does what you're going to do in your life fit in with that plan that God has already set up for you, that purpose, those good works that we talk about in Ephesians 2. How does that fit in with what you're planning on doing with your life, with what you're studying at this pivotal, pivotal point in your life, when you're projecting what you may do for the decades to come, how are you considering God's call in your life? So, you can think, well, maybe I'll do some service sometime, or maybe I'll do some mission, or maybe I won't do any of those things. But we'd like to challenge you to think of it not as separating those things out, but how does God want me to connect in with what He is doing? when I think about God's call in my life. And as Ephesians 2 expresses it, how is God calling you to be a part of the good work that God has prepared for you to do? So that's our challenge to you today. To give you just a little bit of uh, background more about ourselves is we were at Goshen College um, and graduated in 86, 87. We did grad school for a few years. Some of you may be considering that at some point. We got our master's in public health. Um, and then we talked to the mission, um, Mennonite Board of Missions, about going overseas. Uh, they offered us three countries. We could have gone to Afghanistan or Liberia or Bolivia. We did not want to go to Afghanistan. There was a war going on. We wanted to go somewhere where there was a team. We decided to go to Liberia. When we got there, there was a war going on and the team left. They were not in Liberia. So what, what I'd like to say by that is that God has a purpose for you, and it may not make sense. You may think you're doing one thing, and you end up doing something else. But, but allow God into that plan. Allow, uh, allow 
think about the fact that God has prepared some good works for you to do and wants to connect in with you. After Liberia, we went on to Benin and spent 10 years there and then ended up in South Africa. So we, we consider ourselves actually really fortunate to have spent a lot of years um, overseas. And the songs you sang were in Zulu, which is the language we actually spoke um, in the part of South Africa that we, were, we, that we were in. So we leave you with this idea that God's heart, in fact, is for the entire person. And He's interested in the salvation of every aspect of our lives. He's concerned about right relationships between people, with Him and with creation. And about land and justice. God is concerned also about physical and emotional health. And dignity. He's concerned about freedom from fear, harm, and want. That's what He desires for all of His creation. And peace. So our challenge to you is, what can you do? How can you connect in with those good works that God has already prepared for you to do? That service, that mission, all of those, that joining in with God's story. And may the Lord bless you as you do attempt to accomplish what He has prepared for you to do. Thank you. If, if any of you want to just talk a bit more about God's call in your life or how you want to connect up with mission or service or discuss it further um, at, at noon, at 12, we will be in the cafeteria, the north end of the cafeteria in the room up there, and we would be happy to discuss further with you guys. So thank you. throughout the day. So if you'd like to talk to them uh, about service and mission opportunities, join them.